Stop, 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 stop. I'm gonna, okay, we'll read it. Let us know when we're recording and we'll do this. Go. Okay. Are we recording? Wait, hold on. That's so wild you said that. Because I was gonna send it to George today. I was gonna send it to him today and I was gonna be like, what are your thoughts? I'm like, I'm not, because he doesn't have Instagram, so I wasn't, can't really send it anyways. But I almost sent it to our group chat and be like, what's everyone's thoughts on this? Yeah. Okay, you ready? Danny, we good? Hold on. We ready? Everybody ready? Okay. Wait. Now I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> so apparently NASA, NASA is um, launching a mission to investigate a meteor that is coming towards Earth that is worth like 18 quadrillion dollars worth of metals. Okay. So it's so much money that essentially every person on Earth would become a billionaire if they could extract all this all this metal for the people on earth. Okay. If everyone on earth became a billionaire, do you think everyone is actually rich or is everyone just equally, is their status equal? Relative. Uh, well, yeah, it's definitely relative. Cause if you hand everyone a billion dollars, like the cost, well, I guess not, huh? This is a tough one. Because it's technically relative. Like if everyone had the same, if everyone was just like tomorrow made a million instead of a hundred thousand, like this is what I was thinking. So my first thought was, okay, if I got a billion dollars and everyone else had a billion dollars, the the cost cost of homes would go up. The cost of land goes up. The people that want to work to make food obviously want to get paid more because they know everyone's got a billion dollars. It's like inflation almost. But then it's hard because that the I think the unintent like the so the thing with like this kind of stuff that I tried like to think about, it's so unrealistic. That what this kind of question is like the unintended consequences because yeah everyone has a billion so everyone can go buy a Ferrari but then the supply is limited so not everyone can afford a Ferrari so Ferrari then raises the prices, but that's not what I I guess the unintended consequence then is like let's say the guy who works the gas station now has a billion dollars let's say. You know, the McDonald's attendant has a billion dollars. They're going to say, I don't need to come to work. And then no one's going to man the low, like lower level income jobs because they don't have a need to. Not no one. Some people might just say, ah, I still want to do something. But then there's going to be this sense of like, yeah, I don't need to do this. So then you're going to have more labor issues, which is also what we saw during the pandemic. I work in, you know, the cleaning space. So people were getting subsidized so they didn't want to come to work which you probably saw so if you give everyone a billion what are the other problems so yes like everyone theoretically is richer everyone probably doesn't have to work in the imminent in the immediate future but down the road then like what are the other problems i guess that doesn't really answer the question i actually don't know so I'm not, i don't this. think i'm Do smart you, enough to understand like what how this the would implications. play out yeah the implications of this because like if you think about it people who work at i don't know the power plants you going to work if you got a billion dollars and you work at a power plant? Fuck no, I'm not. But then what? Okay, so then, okay, but here's the thing though. Then what does everybody do? So let's, again, uh, um, uh, uh, 7 billion people now have a billion dollars. Well, let's, let's focus on Toronto then. Okay, right. So the way I thought is think most about the things you need. The, okay, so you got to think about it as if everyone won the lottery. Yeah. When everyone, whenever someone's going to win the lottery, the most, the average person's like, okay, I'm going to probably go on a vacation or buy something nice. While everyone can't go on a vacation at once, what's everyone going to do? Pack their bags and like... Also, you got to think about the top vacation destinations because it's obviously different for different people, but I think most people could could agree that like Mexico is a fun vacation place and Bali, if you're out on, on that side of the world, Thailand, Greece, Italy, but like can they, ha- there's not enough flights to bring everyone there. So then what do they do? The hotels say, okay, now we're going to charge 
a hundred thousand a night, and then it brings the the dollar figure back up because you're trying to balance it out. And also, if you're a hotel, then you're gonna say, okay, well, we can't handle the supply. No, sorry, there's too much demand, not enough supply. Let's raise the price that weed out all this, all the demand. And then, okay, now we're charging a million dollars a night for a room. Okay, well, now we can also afford to pay people who want to work a hundred thousand dollars a month to work. There'll probably be some people who say, oh, wow, I already have all this money. Why am I going to sit at home all day? I can work and make that as well. So I think it just raises everything. Like everything moves up. And then the quality of life doesn't necessarily get better because like we make more money today. Even the poorest person today makes probably more money than some, or sorry, uh, um, like somebody who is in like the, call it off makes 100,000 a year between 75 and 100,000 a year that's like back you go if you go back 100 years that would be considered like rich even relative terms i think dollar for dollar so i think we would live better now so i yeah I, I think i don't think it would make a difference i think it would just it would take time to play out and like work all of the kinks but at the end of the day you're just you're just Things cost more. <clears throat> I think in, in so I looked at it. Does that make sense? I'm like trying I to see. I see how you're saying. So I looked at a completely different way. Not what I would buy is that. Okay, if everyone has a, a billion dollars right now, what is what's essential to our lives? What are the, what are the things that we need? And like, how would that affect those things? Okay, we need power. Well, technically, we don't need it, but like in everyday life, like remember the the blackout back in 2002. So you need power. Are those power worker plant? Are the power plant workers? going to go into work if they just got a billion dollars to work for their 35 bucks an hour i doubt it but that's the thing though so wait now the people that put food on the shelves and the farmers that grow the food are they going to keep doing this if they got billion dollars in their pocket i don't think so i think it would be fucking chaos no right the fucking world would just yeah the immediate for it would just not burn are the police officers going to work when they got a billion dollars no they're going to barricade their house no no yeah yeah yeah, for sure like in the immediate future but i think again but then you like okay so then you gotta go in like the order of things that are every so let's say our business let's say tomorrow all our cleaners are billionaires they say well i'm not coming to work okay okay well that can't happen because we need to keep these buildings clean and people are still going to quit but then we would have to like you it would let's just assume I could make this decision and deal with all the parties involved simultaneously, even though that wouldn't happen. I go to my customers, they go to, they go to their bosses and so forth, but I go and say, hey, look. And they're all taking days off because they just want a billion dollars. But no, but here's the thing though is because it goes like up the chain, right? Like they would be doing the same thing I would be doing. So as a business owner, because the, the, I guess the, the, the key thing we're trying to figure out here is like businesses would lose their employees in theory. Like that's the first thing that would happen. So as a business owner, I would have to go to, like say, I, I'd have to go to my customers before this was going to happen and say, hey, they're going to walk off the job. We know this. Same thing with you, but let's say for my circumstance, they're going to walk off the job. So I need to be able to offer more competitive rates to keep them. What that's probably going to be like a cleaner's going to make $100,000, maybe more, maybe $200,000 a year. Well, so more. this is what our new bill is going to be. And they're all going to say, okay, great. That's what you cost. That's what the electrician's going to cost. The the HVAC, all these services are going to cost us. Okay, we take all that information. Then we got to go to the our our bosses who are the property owners and say, hey, this is what the new cost to run this building is going to be. They're going to say, okay, great. Now we got to charge the rents in the buildings at this rate to recoup our cost. Then the people in the buildings say, okay, shit, our rent's going up. Now we have to then raise the cost of our services that we sell or our, our knickknacks we sell. So they're gonna raise the cost to make that revenue back to justify the rent. They're gonna have to raise their their those knickknacks relative to what it costs to go in, which is 
what it costs people to produce them and the raw goods coming in. The raw goods companies have to say, we got to raise our products because the people in the crops uh, cultivating the stuff to make the Tic Tacs, the people in the crops, all this stuff factors in. And, and like, I guess a rising tide rises all ships. Everyone like moves so up. You're thinking about it as like, look at all the dominoes you have. All, all it takes is one person to be like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. I'm shutting down my business. You know, we're tenants. We're not paying rent. We're going to go work from home. Yeah, but that happened during. But you can look at COVID. It's actually kind of like it's. I think it's actually a similar scenario to what happened to COVID on a smaller scale. A lot of people were getting those, like you know, uh, what are they called, Serb, whatever it was, and that happened across the world in most governments. Like people then went to, they didn't come to work. People also went work from home. Offices still exist. Like there's not, there's a lot of vacancies. We see that in our business, but there's still people that have offices. Still people in the office. And they have to weigh that too, right? Like, you know, would, would, if just because you got a billion dollars today, like if you're, okay, maybe like the, at the lower level, but then like does a, does a C-suite executive and upper manager say, you know, I have a billion dollars, great. Like I don't have to work, but I love my job. Or like I, my job's probably gonna be a little easier for the time being. I have a billion in the bank, so I can sit here and do a little bit of work for a little while and just kind of see how things play out. I don't know. The biggest thing is like you just have to assume that most people are going to just say, fuck it, I don't need to do this. It's a, if everyone got a billion dollars right now, it's kind of just like inflation, just the value of the dollar has changed over time in a split second. So in the 60s, $10 is $1,000 now. So that's basically happened the, right is there. That, is that, that's accurate. Okay, that seems like a lot. Fact check. Well, remember, a can, you never, your dad never told you this, a can of pop and a bag of chips was a quarter. But that's all happening oh, then yeah. overnight. So everyone has a billion dollars tomorrow. If everyone wants to keep the economy going and keep jobs, keep career, like keep their life going, yeah, yeah. It, everything has to change. So everything's going to be exponentially more expensive. And that goes so back, that means it's back down. A billion dollars is... It's like a dollar today called A dollar today. That's, and that's what I was saying. The very first thing I said was it's relative because yes, chaos would ensue 100%. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, what is the value? So what is a billion dollars today? Like, <clears throat> I guess what would have, like what equates in this case? Okay, so if, if 10 is a thousand, is that what? A million is a billion in the 60s? A million in the 60s is a billion today? Is that math right? I'm not. Uh, you got a ten to a thousand. You got a two zeros. So no. A no, no, no. It'd be a hundred. Hundred, hundred million. No, no. It'd be. <clears throat> yeah, add two decimal places. Ten, ten million. What I say? Ten million is a billion. Oh, ten yeah, is a hundred a billion. Yeah, ten, yeah, yeah, ten yeah. is a billion. So ten million dollars. So there you. That's that's. I guess that's kind of the answer. Like, if ten million in the sixties is a billion dollars today. Like, think about that. That means if you just went to make like. Take that timeline then. In theory, you could say that a billion today in, would in theory be a hundred billion later. So like, and yeah, and this it's- is, This is the most hypothetical question ever because even, okay, even if this asteroid was worth that amount of money- I want to back up and understand. The fucking government is not just dishing out money. Whoever, whoever yeah. NASA or Elon's going to go up there as soon as he finds out what's up there and he's going to go get that and he's going to be worth a quick But that's what I understand. Why? Okay, so let's take it back a step further. I think we've kind of like talked it all. I think we're on the same page. But who, this was posted on Six, Six Plus, Plus. But they they just, they basically said that if the asteroid is, is cultivated for what it has, it would, it's the, the dollar value it has would give everyone a billion. Not that NASA's going to give everyone no, a billion. No, no, no. The idea, just to put it in perspective of how much it is, that, that's okay. kind of how it was. Yeah. Working. So, okay. So then this is obviously a very hypothetical scenario. It never will like happen. Like if this, if this asteroid hit Earth. 
Okay, tell us back. But in the mic, in the mic. Oh, sorry. Um, okay, so NASA's confirmed it's launch, launching a mission next year to explore an asteroid worth a whopping 10,000 quadrillion. 10,000 quadrillion. Dollars, enough to theoretically, <laughs> to theoretically make everyone on Earth a billionaire. Uh, the... That's Psyche? Yeah, that's... that's the Psyche what... mission aims to survey... To survey the 140-mile-wide metal-rich Psyche asteroid that's orbiting the sun between Mars and Jupiter. It's basically... It has iron, nickel, and gold on it, which is what it's worth. Okay, it's so... It's worth more than the global economy. So let me ask you this. You're NASA. You go there. You pull off this Armageddon-style mission. You land up there. It's so NASA is American, so that technically that's America's money now. That's enough to solve all world problems. World problems wouldn't exist with that much money. Um, I understand what you're saying. Like, maybe like what's the cost hunger, of solving world hunger, child poverty? Well, there's dis- more. There's oh, I guess more, disease it wouldn't there's solve. There's more to it than that. Like, I'm just thinking. Like, cause I remember <laughs> seeing. I was watching on the news. Uh, I haven't. Wa- I don't watch a lot of the news, but I remember seeing a, gli- a clip yesterday that I think was the same thing as a, a segment I saw a couple weeks ago, and it's a country maybe in Africa. It might be in Africa or in the Middle East. He's Iran. There's a country. Can you look this up? There's a country right now. Where there's like a lot of like, um, uh, like civil unrest happening where they're blocking the ports. If you type that in, it should come up. I can't remember what country, but like when you talk about solving world hunger, right? Like people are probably sending. I would assume goods are being sent to that country, being shipped to that country. To my understanding, it's like call them like rebels or pirates are like they're blocking the ports so no one can get them, and then they confiscate all the goods. So in theory, yeah, like if we had a billion dollars, you can buy more stuff to send there, but you're just sending more into the hands of the bad guys no, who are monopolizing the goods. Yeah, but we could just pay the bad guys then. Bad guys are bad guys. Oh, we money, can send the army in. Ba- bad guys. We are can bad get a bigger guys. army. We got more money and more guns. Okay, so I actually have something on this train of thought. This is actually a very good topic because it, like, it's. Uh, we I don't know if we ever talked about this. And it's so hypothetical. Did you like, look? Did you find the place I was talking no, about? I didn't really. All I heard was blocking ports. Search. Yeah, sorry. I, 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 he literally told you what to search, Danny. He did blocking ports. No, in Africa. No, 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 no. Search Africa, civil war, blocking ports. News. And then go to the or news. The, or change that to Middle East after and let us know if you find anything. Um, Daniel's half paying attention. So this is one thing that I've always found very Shut intriguing. It. Is like, So let's say this, this like uh, back to the point of like NASA gets the asteroid, right? So then the, technically the U.S. government gets it all, yep. right? So the U.S. is going to be the ultimate superpower because there's nothing that they can't have if they didn't want yep, to, basically. right? They could build destroyer on destroyer and then they control <clears> the world. But what... One thing that I've always found interesting. You didn't find anything? I just don't think we should talk about this. Okay. No, it's, just, it's about the, the, the... Okay, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll just skip the topic. Um, anyways, they're kind of looking it up. Okay. So, what I don't really... Like, what I don't understand is like the, the... I think the general purpose of the human population is to like... Is to continue the lifespan of the human population, right? Like not to go extinct, not to be our own worst enemy, not to be in our own way. So in theory, like people like Elon have talked about, you know, becoming an interplanetary species because that's the next step. Like, you know, Earth might not be inhabitable, whatever. So we're looking to like move on, level up, whatever you want to call it. If that's the case, wouldn't it be in the best interest of all of humanity and civilization to work together for this one common purpose because then we'd all theoretically be better off? So... You know, rather than China having their own space program and Russia and like Russia fighting with Ukraine, all these things, if we all said, hey, why don't we just all work together, go up and get this giant thing that will give us unlimited riches that we can then take 
to build things that are important and, you know, put food on people's plates and, you know, again, still raise the cost of everything, but like it would help to solve a lot of problems and would give us the resources to achieve, like, again, the, the goal that humans want to do is continue evolution and so forth. I don't understand why we can't just do that. I mean, I understand why politics and these fake lines that make countries and religion and race, all these things, but I don't get why that is such, like, people allow to be such a, um, a barrier to humans, like, working together to do these kinds of things. You follow I mean, what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I get it, but I think you're, you're answering yourself. Like, you know why. Like, it comes down to, like, power and, like, individual people's, I don't know, like, yeah, it comes down to their, their power. Like, why did Hitler want to destroy Jews? Like, no, it's exterminate them. Like, are you kidding me? Like, why why does all the stuff happening in Ukraine right now with Russia? Like, again, I think it comes down to, like, people's hunger for power almost. But that's what, and that's the problem like that you I say, have like with, people like, people coming together. And it's like, I, in America, I don't think if... The American people would not vote for a president who said, you know what, let's let's go with these other countries, team up together and go get that. They're saying, no, fuck that guy. Let's keep it for ourselves. That's, you know, that's And I think the fair. Chinese would probably say that. The Russians would probably say that. A hundred percent. Maybe Canadians, because we're nice people, we would say, yeah, fuck it. Let's team up with the Americans. Well, no, like, uh, there's yeah, there's probably a fair amount of countries that are not as self-interested that would work yeah, together. Yeah, Norwegians Maybe, are nice. I was yeah. literally, that's what I was thinking of, like Denmark, Norway, yeah. all the Scandinavian countries. Sorry, hold on. Go ahead. Have you guys seen on TikTok where it's like the travel videos where it's, you know, the ones I'm talking about, Danny? Becca, do you know which ones I'm talking about? He's not on TikTok anymore. Okay. Well, anyways, it's like a trend where you like a lot of people use it for travel. They're like, oh, I traveled 50 countries. Here's my, here's my recommendations. Like most scenic, nicest people, cleanest waters, blah, blah, blah. Nicest people was always Norway. All, every single one of them I saw. You don't say. You don't say. Going to Norway. Yeah, it just it's one thing that uh, that I just like something that I just think about, right? And it's it's kind of the thing. I know we don't talk politics a lot, but it's kind of that same vein of like, you know, you ne- it, it, you- maybe that's what we gotta do in the pod. We've been yeah. talking no sex, drugs, and politics. That's what we gotta just start talking about now. That's that's what's gonna take the podcast <laughs> to the moon. You know, it, again, like to your point, I answered my own question, and you said it. Like, and I shouldn't be surprised. But, you know, people when they get power, like. Um, like ego there's a sick of saying like oh, absolute power corrupts absolutely or something I don't I feel know like that. that's from a Marvel movie or something I don't know you know what you might be right it might be maybe Thanos said it yeah <laughs> but like you know the, I've never understood that and maybe I just don't um, don't understand the complexities of what it's like to run a government like be you know a prime a prime premier prime minister president whatever but you're like the goal should be to do the most good by the most people but like at a certain point like don't you just say like enough's enough with everyone fighting and everyone trying to like you know take lunch off other people's table at their own uh for their own benefit and say like let's just come together all these countries these lines that exist that define countries are all bullshit they're all fake they're all just drawn on a map by somebody like a cartographer who back in the day went and drew a line and said yeah i think this is where like you know, Russia starts and this ends. I might be downplaying the intricacies and, you know, the complexities of like what happens with like cultures and people and old tribes back in the day. But like you're telling me that like this line means that this is one country and this is another and these people belong here and belong there. Like it just doesn't make sense. And that's, I mean, if you like, I think if you read anything about like geography or whatever, like, the the world is like it's more complex than that. Like there's people like there's people in let's say call it like Turkey that are more more Greek than they are Turkish, 
but there's people on in, in like in Greece that are vice versa. So like I just I don't know. I've always that's always been something that's been in my mind and it seems like that if we all just said, how do we make our lives all better for the so, for the most people? Wouldn't it be to just come together, say we're all of the same So George, to to counter that, the UN was created to keep like world peace, correct? I believe so. That like that's the overarching goal. Yeah. Think about Israel, Palestine, Ukraine, Russia. Like we're in 2022 and we have fucking wars. Yeah, the Israel Palestine I can't speak to. I don't know. I I I, I don't know enough. That's actually I don't want to sound like ignorant. That's actually one thing that I just don't know enough about. Um, and it's obviously a touchy subject. Oh yeah, but like, but the but like Ukraine and Russia again. I don't know enough about that either. That's that's. But there's people whose jobs are to maintain world peace. This is what they get. Here's the problem. This is what they do all day, every day. See, here's the problem. And they can't. I believe the UN Peace Council or one of the councils on. A pan, some sort of like uh, branch of the UN, the Security Council, let's call it. Russia is on the Security Council. So this country, like, again, might be not saying this accurately. Danny, can you look this up? Just on the UN Security Council. Like, you have a country who is putting in jeopardy the security of other people by waging a war, and nothing can happen because they sit on a panel where they have veto rights. So again... I think the term is fugazi that we use. Like it comes off as like politics and this, these UN, all this stuff. It comes across at a surface level, not knowing the depths of it, that it's all just like it's all for show. Well, and even, because I, what what is it like? You got to think about it. Like going back even further, when the like when Germany came in, all this stuff. Like they the amount of damage and and undue hardship, all these things they put onto these people of Europe. They got off with like a slap on the wrist. They so, should have like that country like, and not only that, they still control the like the biggest landmass. They are essentially the biggest power in Europe still to this day. They wield their power today in a different way. Now, again, don't know all of this, but you just can like see what happens and like you know they are the ones that bail countries out. They're the ones that kind of call the shots in the EU. France as well is part of it, but like they were a superpower that tried to become the biggest superpower. Didn't get really reprimanded, I don't believe, to what I recall reading. They didn't get reprimanded that sternly, I guess, for the, the like the punishment didn't fit the crime or yeah, no, no, you said didn't fit the crime at all. And like they're, they're they didn't skip a beat, they're back to like they're still so, thing. And that, not, nothing against the German people of today, whatever. I don't know enough again about all that stuff. I'm not trying to disparage anybody. I just think like the, the, the councils and the governing bodies in place to try and keep the peace, if you will, like and you know, the world order or whatever. Like what? So listen, well, I was I was just at the Holocaust Museum um, two weeks ago. So I can, I remember this very vividly now reading it. So when Germany first started to rise to power with the Hitler regime, blah, 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 blah. They went and just took Poland. They knew they were taking Poland. The world, ha- oh, sorry, the UN and like all the leaders of like the powerful countries had a meeting and agreed to give Hitler Poland for the good of the rest of the world to, to not create a world war. So the powerful men in the world, because like, they, like, they were all men they back in the day too, said like, they just said, you know what, fuck it, give them Warsaw. Fuck it, there's enough, there's enough Germans that basically live there already. It's neighboring. You know what, to, to create world peace, let them have it. So they just went and took it. Like, There were powerful men in the world that agreed to this. And then obviously we know how the rest of that played out. Mm-hmm. Like millions of people dying over a war that, just should never have happened. I think it more like yeah, anyways, like I, lots, a lot, yes, yes, an yes. insane amount of people. Yes, yes. And you think about that, okay, like it kind of just happened again. Russia just took Ukraine. And everybody like 
okay, you can't do that. Like Canada, Trudeau said, you can't do that. It's bad. We we condemn it. Biden and Trump, or Trump wasn't around, but Biden said, yeah, we condemn it. But what has been done? There's a council that's purposes to create world peace, or sorry, keep world peace. But what was done? Nothing, because everybody's self-interest. They put, they put sanctions on them, and they made more money in the end because they sold their gas to the no, black but, market. And, and then everybody's, but everybody's personal interest is more important <laughs> than world peace because the U.S. and Canada and all the other countries could have teamed up, went to Russia, fought, and just fucking won because well, it's the whole world. But they didn't because... Because they don't want a war coming to their, for, their no, place. No, they too, did it so. because um, Ukraine is not part of the United Nations. Are they EU or United Nations? Whatever. The, U, EU. the EU. It's not part of the EU. Is that right? No, no. Double check that. I might. Uh, NATO. 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 Yeah. NATO. Sorry. It's NATO. But then also, Ukraine had to but, give up all their bombs. Well, they. But that's the thing. They don't want. <laughs> I guess that's a. That's like a strategic. I guess again, these are like a, like a bit of assumptions that I'm making. But from what I've gathered, they We're didn't also want way them. overhead talking about this. For Neither sure. Of us well, are, I just. I think yeah. it's interesting. And that's actually like I'm enjoying talking about this stuff and I, I, not taking sides in anything. I just the biggest thing and the underlying thing for me is like if. If people just like realized more that like just you know you're you're theoretically you're fighting with your brother and your sister. I know there's differences of opinions and religions and politics and all that stuff, but I always found like it's just always kind of um, something that like I thought of, and I and I always wonder like will we ever get to a place where because naturally like we are becoming as human beings more um, I think more decisions are impacted more by the morals and by like you know call it virtue signaling but people are more worried about the like the their perception of their actions and you know like us was the tourist for like you know going into wars and clearly like they're pulling out of all that so their tune is changing does that mean that the world is becoming not no say soft but they're becoming more cognizant of like killing people for like some you know maybe fake ulterior motive that you're spinning up to seem like it's a motive like you can't get away with as much anymore so that do we get to a place eventually when this, maybe we do work towards a common goal. Maybe it's not about this religion versus that religion and it's not about like US politics, like democracy versus communism, let's call it. Like maybe it's just everyone just realizing like, hey, like this is not for the best of the people and the pressure of the masses kind of slowly guides that way. I don't know and I don't think we'll see that in our lifetime. One question I did have and we can't answer this for sure. I just, it was something that just clicked in my head that I was thinking about as we're talking about this because of like wars are typically waged because of like, you know, country on country, but also like religious war, right? And I just thinking back over the history of mankind, I'm just curious like what war, what type of war has been like larger? Is it religious wars or is it um, like country wars? Because religious wars goes back centuries, right? Yeah, but they were some of the biggest wars and in the world, like the Greeks versus the, the Romans. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I even wonder, like, was that, was the Greeks versus the Romans just country, was it like uh, just just strictly Roman versus Greek or was it Catholic versus Christianity? Because that's a big thing too. This is a story that I hear like from obviously like Greeks tell you this, but you know, Catholicism I think is the is the biggest, or Islam's, is, um, uh, Islam, is, is it? Islam is the biggest religion, but Catholicism is one of the biggest. But at the time when like, the Romans came after the Greeks, I think Christianity was was bigger, and then Catholicism became larger. I think so. I think that played into it as well. I don't know if you're looking that up, Danny, but yeah. What? You have an answer? What? Oh, we got we got some fact checking here. Do you, is there a stat of like what? Because. Yeah, back in the maybe day. we need two fact checkers. Yeah, Danny's not quick enough on this. What's going on? Becca, we got to get you a computer here too. Well, Wikipedia, I don't know if this is accurate though. 
Uh, Wikipedia's fact always. Is the biggest religion yeah. Christianity, but Christianity, but see, is Catholicism like on that? Because Christianity, there's, there's Christian Orthodox, there's Christ, Catholics are Christians. Like, it's like it's too, it's too complicated. It's, yeah, it's a very complex. One, so we might not have an answer for this. But, anyways, we might not get the answer. But it's just I've wonder. Like, I, I was just wondering what what's caused more, and that's the thing too. Is like, will you ever get to a place, even if the people say like, you know, this country, it's not like. Okay. Oh, Danny's got an answer for us. No, the main causes of war, the first one is economic gain. So that's country on country. So it's basically country on country. Yeah. Then territorial gain. So that's still more, country. Like that's also getting the territory and then religion. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So economic and territories, like same, same, tribes yeah. or countries going after each other for the better. Yeah. For, for the personal gains. The re yeah. Religious. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I guess it probably changes throughout time. Yeah, I would, I would, I would think there's less large scale religious war today. There's still yeah. stuff that happens, like in probably countries well, like Israel, Pal uh no, that's over land. It's over territory, I think. Yeah, that's over land that's because really it's whose thing. whose land is it really? Um, I read an interesting book a long time ago, and I think I might get in and read it again. Called Prisoners of uh, Prisoners of Geography. <clears throat> I might bo butch botch this. But it explained a lot of why countries became how they became. Obviously, it's easy to explain that in hindsight. Like it's, I think it's called hindsight bias. But it talks about how, um, why certain countries still retain their power and like, you know, strategically all this stuff. Um, what's, I th if, I remember, if I remember correctly, what I took away from it is like all the country, all the superpowers going back to like the Portuguese and the Spanish and the English and like Ch Chinese back in the day, mm -hmm. Um, a lot of it was because they had like uh, seafaring ships, like like blue water ships that would just go out, find new opportunities, find land, capture it, and so forth. Um, and then over time, what they these countries would do is they'd have giant blue water navies, and then over time they would build, uh, they would start to bring their ships closer to home and build green water navies that protected their land more. When the U the reason the U.S. became the United States when like you know the English came over and all that, or was it? Christopher Columbus, I don't know, Spaniards maybe came first, but the U.S. became what it did um, was because of like how strategically, well, the the land is very like rich in, in resources, but because of how strategic um, the defenses, like the natural defenses are of of the U.S., because it's, I think it's one of the few countries that is like surrounded by water on almost all sides. It's surrounded by the West Coast, a lot of like mountainous range through it, whatever. And then eventually after the US pushed what was like, me formerly Mexico was up in like Texas, they pushed it down a little to Rio Grande. They had like, they're surrounded by water essentially. They obviously have, I think still this day, one of the largest, if not the largest blue water Navy, but they also have one of the strongest green water. So they protect all their, all their land. And it's one of the reasons why they are able to become such a superpower and then obviously retain it. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Anyways, Prisoners of Geography is a good book, and it talks about why Africa has like long been a country that has not had like a massive superpower rise up because like the land is so I don't know if arid is the right word, but like not good for cultivating crops, and they couldn't couldn't be self sustaining and so forth. And yeah. Interesting. <laughs> so do you actually find it interesting, or you think it's just like I was just I was just thinking about like because you were talking, I was like, I feel like the East Coast of the U.S. is pretty easy to just fuck up. Well, no, because it's also probably the most densely, I think it's more densely populated than, what do you, well, sorry, define what you mean by like, like, if, if I was, let's say Russia and I'm, I've got like my army, my navy coming to get the US, I'd come to the east. 
Yeah, but you have also Washington is there, which is uh, Annapolis, I think, is that Navy base. Because you have San Diego on one side, Annapolis on the other. The U.S. has the most, I believe, destroyer ships. You can look this up. China's the second, but like U.S. by far really? has the most, like, you know, people talk about, like, you know, China is the next, you know, the, the next superpower they're going to take over for the U.S. and stuff. People don't realize how US. much, how much, like, military and Navy might the U.S. has. Like, I think there's, like, they have 10 of the largest destroyers, and I think China's building one that is the would be the biggest in the world now, but I believe the U.S. is the most, like, aircraft carriers, destroyers, all of that stuff. Like, their Navy is still insane. Well, I saw a video the, of a new a destroyer in the... Uh, I think it was in Washington or something that had that can fit seventy five uh, fighter jets. Yeah, and I think they're split between. I would I would think they're split between the east and west coast because I think the Annapolis base, which is Navy, is is, on, is in Washington. Oh, you weren't with us on that trip to Washington for the no when we went to Annapolis. No, you went. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, I know. It was whatever for me. <laughs> we were there for the hockey game, so we didn't really explore. Danny, you find it. This should be like the easiest thing. If you know when you Google and it gives you a premium well, you're at the top. Right. It was China, then what is it? No, what's number one? Number one, the most like like largest navy, I guess. Most ships, whatever. Dan, you're killing us today. China. China with how many? Seven hundred and seventy seven hundred and seventy seven. Ships? Yeah. Well, who's second? Russia. Okay, maybe oh uh, and North Korea. And then United States. Search aircraft carriers or destroyers. Okay, 10 largest it. navies in the world. Fuck this, Danny. I got it. I just <laughs> said you the top three. Okay, so what was it? Say it again. China, China, Russia, North Korea, United States, then Colombia, then Iran, then Egypt, and Thailand. So I have U.S., China, Russia. How many does the U.S. have? Like, is it aircraft? What? So, but it's weird because it gives me 490 naval assets. Then the second is China, but 537. So it must be because of their size. Then 506 Russia. Japan is 350. Yeah, because so the, the U.S. has, I believe, the large, some of the largest. I love the U.K. just says Royal Navy. <laughs> it doesn't even give a number. <laughs> number six is French. So it's probably like it's strength because some of the ships are bigger. At the end of the day, you would hope nothing the can endorse them. The most powerful but- navy, on the other hand, doesn't matter by ship, is the United States. Yeah. What were you searching, Danny? We were talking the about largest navy. navies is different than most powerful navies. You see, by fleets, oh, by yeah. fleets, yeah, that's different. But, but that's what I, my point was. I think the biggest, like the biggest, baddest ships you want to call them, like by power. I said by might, to be clear. It was, anyways, the U.S. Not so. Yeah, the U.S. Navy has thirty, uh, three hundred twenty thousand members, where China's got three hundred thousand. So think about that. So good too. fight, man. If they so, ever but no, went but think it. about that too. What that says about a country like the U.S. is that they have a third of the population, and they have as many people just in the navy. Actually, they have more in the Navy and they have a third of the, maybe less than, a, no, no, because they're about 330 million and China's about 1.2 billion. Yeah. Yeah. So you, like, man, the US defends those waters, baby. <laughs> like, yeah, it's scary to think about, but like, it just, it's, it, I can't see, like, in, in what world, I don't want to say this because I don't want to think about it, but like, imagine trying to, like, that's why Europe's always been a war. Every country is landlocked and bordered by another country. The U.S. is Canada to the north, and then you got Mexico in the south. Like they're, they're not worried about us. They're like they're like a fly on an elephant, like eating the dirt off, or the birds on the elephant eating the scraps off it. No one's coming across in a in a ship. Well, you got to remember they can't come through Canada. You, you can't could come, no, you can't come to the north. Too cold. That's true, actually. I don't uh, know. Russians are pretty crazy, man. No. Like so we, do you know the story about how why German why Hitler's regime ended basically? Because of Russia's winter. 
Yeah. Do you guys know this? The scorched earth, whatever? No. So Russia was supposed to make the big push. Oh, sorry. Germany, Germany was supposed to make the big push on Russia in April of whatever, like 39 or something. The, it got delayed two months because of something. I can't remember what it was. And they didn't go until June. And because of that, like, again, battles back in the day lasted like six, eight months, a year, whatever. Yeah. So this one got to the heart of the Russian winter. And like, as you proceed to move forward, you build behind you, right? So they build like rail lines and all this shit so that they could get everything to the yeah. To you. Yeah, yeah. Well, they got stuck. Their army of like, I don't know, maybe whatever. Whatever their army was that was fighting Russia got stuck there. Like some people froze to that, some people starved to that, some people had no no water. So they basically tried to retreat, but a lot of them couldn't even retreat. And maybe I'm messing up this part a little bit, but like apparently some of them couldn't retreat, and that was Hitler's first loss on land. And if you're like an egotistical guy like Hitler that basically took whatever he wanted whenever he wanted, and now you couldn't, and you're getting pushed back from the Russians, and then the fucking British Air Force and the British Navy are fucking you from this side, and then the Americans came in, and that was the end of it, man. That was the start of the end. It literally said that in like on the wall at the Holocaust Museum. Like the Russian winters, because of it, they were two months delayed on their push into Russia. Because maybe if they started two months later, maybe they would have won that battle by then. Again, you don't know for certain, but yeah. Wow. Can, can you think about can you like just think about for a second the fact that like so we're in 2022 and right now, like we're you know, early thirties, like hardest thing you gotta do is like sit in traffic. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. If you go back, life. if you go back. 70 years which is literally like one human being ago like our grandparents like right now if something happened if we were living in ukraine or whatever greece like you would have to go to war and fight for like there's still countries that that happens like there's you see like ukrainian celebrities like that you know Vasily Lomachenko. yes the korean pop band bts they disbanded because they all got to serve their time in military respect they're arguably the biggest one of the biggest bands in the world respect and they just literally had to disband. The guys got okay, so let me ask you this. I, I, I wanted to ask you, go ahead. Do you think you should be, be able to buy yourself out of it? No. I And I actually think, sorry, you guys can all answer. Well, go say what you said no. No, Why? I was going to ask something. I was going to say something else. Okay, so before, why do you I, think you shouldn't be able to buy yourself out of so it? So I actually think most countries, I think all countries, I actually think Canada should do this, should have that minimum required military service for all people, like everyone in the car. Maybe it's just, I don't know if it's all countries do men and women. But I know Korea's men. But I know Greece does it. And like a lot of my cousins have to do it. I'm a Greek citizen. If I ever spend more than three months in Greece, they can call me to the army. I think it's the army. It's actually something that I've thought about a lot the past couple of years. But maybe um, you finally lose some weight, eh? <laughs> shave my head. No, but I actually thought about this because like um, since like Becca and I started, started dating, I was like just something that clicked in my head. And it's one thing that I thought like I probably would have been well served as like an 18 year old or 19 year old to have been forced to like just go and serve in the military. You would have learned a little bit of discipline. Like you would have probably like... Not go to war, but like just serve time in like a very disciplined yeah, environment. No, but God forbid there is a war. I know, but but like, at the you know end, what I mean, the, <clears throat> like you're forcing these like, okay, children but, then to go to war at the age of eighteen, right? And like think about like I like a, I have like friends' parents who were in the war back in like Serbia, Croatia, and all them, and like that's talking sure. to them like their experience. That's a, yeah, but but that's a different argument. Like in fairness, how many people who are enlisted in the armies worldwide? Take how many people like Google that? How many are enlisted worldwide? How many actually go fight to war? And I, I would venture to guess that in like 2020 or 2022, the percentage is probably not crazy I know, but at the same large. Time there might have been some shitty little podcast in Ukraine that was thinking the exact same thing. Next, you know, a year later. Well, no, like I, I just I, I really think that it, 
I think it would do good because I think it also creates something that maybe Canada doesn't have as much as like a sense of like, not saying patriotism, I'm not saying like, oh, Canada's the best or whatever, but I think it gives like people a sense of like connection and like all this stuff. And like, if you go to like most countries, people think their country's the best country. And that's not, that's also maybe goes back to the reason of why these wars happen, which is like kind of maybe the, the double-edged sword. But, you know, like it's, isn't it, is it not reasonable to think that it's like the, the bare minimum, even if it's like for two, three months, call it, that you like, you go and stand to like serve and protect like your country like you know that gives you opportunity to all these great things I don't know I, I think that it, like if I go I to think, war I'm going, I'm fighting with the states man but I'm not saying go to war I'm just saying serve like, if like I serve I'm serving you, down south you just have to go like serve at, like, listen some people don't go to war like I have a, I have cousins who got did their time in Greece and it's nine months and they were like cooks like yeah. you know they just sit in the barracks they cook and they do their things they go to class whatever it is sure if a war broke out in, in Greece they would have to go to war and fight but again but how many wars have we seen most of them with the U.S. and a country in the Middle East in the last little while, and then now we see Russia, Ukraine. So, to go back to like, what do you say? Can you buy your way out? I don't think you should be allowed to buy your way out. Um, I know you can. And I, I'm not going to say wait. Who, you can in Greece, and I, I know that's happened in Greece. Actually, I know a few yeah. people that's happened to. But Greece One is person, just corrupt as fuck. Oh, that goes on saying most of the, most Southern European Mediterranean countries are probably yeah. in that boat. Um, someone that I know that is older. But I will not say their name. And someone who's actually close in our age um, got out of it because they skipped and then they just paid afterwards. Because when you go back, if you skip, you go back and they say, okay, like you either go or you pay us like a couple thousand bucks. That's like that. it. Eh? Yeah. This is cheap. Ain't no wonder they're caught. I was thinking, so my answer is I believe, yes, you should. And there, here's the reason you're, you're BTS. You're worth, I don't know. Each kid in that is probably worth what, 50 mil? Danny, net value of BTS individually, let's say 20, 30 mil. You know, and, and their record label is probably Korean. I'm fair, fair to assume that's probably got even more money behind them. If they were like, you know, you can skip for $10 million. Think about how much, how far $10 million could go in that in their army. Like, if you've got, you know, maybe a thousand of these then super what rich people. happens to everybody who says, oh, so I can't afford to get out, so my payment to this country is I have to give my life? No, no, because so then, you, then, you're, then you can get better supplies, better food, better training, that's better, the, better, Logically, better. but you know what will happen. Imagine in the, and you have to like enlist. Let's say Canada, for instance. We can speak about like the yeah. the, 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 the intricacies of the, of the country. Canada, everyone has to serve, and you have Justin Bieber, and he has to go to the army, and he says, I'm going to give $10 million to get out of it. What do you think everyone, the majority reaction is? Majority's reaction is probably going to be, oh, because he has money, so his his life's more valuable than mine. In theory, he is more he he has more like he provides more. I guess he provides more not just that ten million, but him as a brand and a person provides more economic growth and gain to the country as a whole because of think about all the tours he puts on, all the jobs. Like, you can calculate it like. He probably generates a billion dollars overall for jobs, let's call it, for his tours, for his people that he has on his label, all that stuff. Some crazy amount of money. But you know what everyone's going to say. Why can he do that? I don't, because I, I can't afford to get out of it. I have to do it. So that's what I mean. You can't, like, you have to have it as a standard that it doesn't matter what class of person you are. You could be in poverty, you could be a billionaire. Your, like, your duty to your country is that you have to go and serve by X amount, like, whatever the time is. I, I actually don't think that's unreasonable. I don't know. I've been thinking about this a little bit lately. Uh, and like, I, I actually think that if it was mandated in Canada, like I'm not going to flee Canada, I would go and serve my th three months. And I actually thought about that. I've been thinking about that a little bit recently. George, I think you should go. Well, now it's not, it's, because the way I'm out of my life now, it's like, I don't, like because I didn't, I'm past that point where I, like, I think I would have gone. It's easy to say that now. Like I'm kind of cop out, but 
I'm not going to do it now. But then let me ask you, if Canada went to war, if Canada went to war today, would like, and they were like, it was like between, nope, not going. I'm going down south. Fighting, I'm going to Florida. About fighting for democracy. No. But if it was We're US, going to war. No, the US, US is going to no. war with us. Hang on. US and Canada are together in a war. Like oh, it's not fuck. it's not just like you can just flee to the US. So US and Canada are fighting, are fighting, call it a country, any country, it doesn't matter. But it's you're like essentially like the it's like they need all hands on deck and it's for like the for the freedom of the north of North America. Would you go if and, the States is going, I'm going. <laughs> so Canada goes, you ain't going. No, I'm not going to fuck this place. I'll go live in Florida. Are There's you no chance we would go to war without the United States backing us or any other country. I think if Canada ever went to war, you're right. I think if like, Canada ever we went to war, you don't have the yeah. power no, to, we're to start a war but not or just to that, do a war by ourselves. Not just that. The US needs Canada up here always. For the always. And we might get shell shocked and whatever, but they we're will the not brother, let it, right? Yeah. You should, like, mom and dad would never let you just <laughs> what if, like, screw with the little Reverse brother. it. What if the US went to war and they needed Canada's support? Would you go help them? Yeah, he would. I love the states, man. I don't know. Yeah. Honestly, like I just fucking love it down there. Like I really, I genuinely love the states, and I love how patriotic they are. Like, do I agree with a lot of things that happens down there? Yeah, Absolutely. But you're also not. seeing it from the outside perspective. Like, think about a kid. I'll who, be there soon. Don't worry. I'm gonna be think th- about living there four months a year in, within the next ten years. Who enlists in the U.S. Army at the age of 17, 18, getting out of high school? They enlist. Down 15 years down the line, they get called back and they're getting sent to Afghanistan. They don't want to do that anymore. So, they already saw hell. But I... Th- Wait, what, hold on. The 17-year-old, 15 years later, I think, like, are you saying they went to war once and they're getting called They've back? They've been to war. You're now home. You're with your family. You're living your life and you get called back because there's a new war. So I don't know if that's no. how it works, though. You can I say I watched no. TV show. That's what happened. And I was absolutely... It was but, devastating. But it, no, because I think if there's a certain time you serve, like... <laughs> Danny saw a commercial while but watching But hold on. But here's, but here's what's... In- no, but just like watching that, it's like you're forced into this and it's illegal to say, no, you can't go back. Not... Like, he literally had to go to rehab is, so is that fact but, no but that happens they, you can't say dramatizes no. you okay i've up. seen many different things but hang like, on it's one, happened one thing that is i find interesting is in the book the undoing project daniel kahneman and amos tversky they were so think about this these guys were the forefathers of behavioral economics whatever you want to call it heuristics when they were doing their when they were working one was at stanford and i believe one was at I think harvard I read half that book I think you did on your book. I told you to get it. You yeah. listened to it at night and fall asleep, so you definitely don't remember yeah. any of it. <laughs> so the Undoing Project. So what's so there is they're Israeli. Um, that went to school yep. there, and they so when they were in the U.S. serving, I think it was the Six Day War. I think it's the right one or the Battle on Mount Sinai. I don't. I don't know if you can look this up. Sorry. Don't even bother. Yeah. Okay. So it's one of the wars that happened. Let's maybe in the like late nineties, early two thousands. Maybe no, maybe the nineties, eighties. Anyways. They were working as professors at Stanford and Harvard. Um, but, sorry, let me back up one sec. They went, they obviously had to serve their military time when they were younger, when they were, you know, teen, late teens, whatever. They served in the Israeli army. And I believe they served in the, um, in the Air Force when they were out there. And my understanding, they, they had to go back several times for different wars as they were trying to become professors and so forth. And when they were there, one of the things they realized was how to like change the behavior to make the Air Force more elite, if you will. Like they found, they found kind of, you know, fallacies and like, sorry, they found ways to make them more efficient by eliminating certain things that could cause, leave room for random human error, if you will. 
And they, they had this like down to like a T and then the Israeli Air Force became one of the reasons why they were such a strong power considering how small the country was and how, how small their army was and their Air Force. So anyways, then fast forward, they got called back when they were like probably in their 30s or 40s to serve in the Air Force when this war happened. They left their post at Stanford and Harvard, flew back to defend their country. And then they res resumed their post, something to do with the Air Force, like the not only the front lines fighting, but they went back to defend their country. They, they probably had great lives here, but you see, they went back for like the betterment of their peoples. Now, again, it goes kind of back to what I was saying about the wars and the fighting and like they're defending something that, you know, why not just like, can't we all get along theoretically? But do you like, that's the thing that I, the vibe I get with Canada because it's not like, it's not mandated or it's not even like really big compared to um, the US. Like, do we have that sense of like, I said patriotism before Like people come back to like Or people would like Jump to defend Canada If it ever got No I'm Canadian I tell you I wouldn't even fight For my own country Really I don't know To me there's like It's just the way the What are you guys laughing about Anyways um, I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't Like it's just There's nothing that this country This country doesn't mean That much to me Where I would But I'd go and do it I'm very distracted I don't know what you guys Are laughing about Okay Anyways You would Yeah I don't I just, I, would you? This country goes to war tomorrow. Are you going to war? What means that much to you that you're willing to die for? So, okay, so, let me, so I guess to phrase it differently. Like, if you knew that, I'm not going to say country, but let's say you knew that there would be a dictatorship, whatever, would take over the country and rule, right? And you don't know what that means, but you know almost for sure that it's exponentially worse than your life now. And again, what you well naturally like I'm not saying for sure, but like you would think that like democracy and the way like let's say Canada the U.S. is, is operated, like you're free to make your own decisions, you're free to like try to better uh, um, better your circumstance and all these things. In a dictatorship, you would think that the odds are better than zero that that is not guaranteed. So let let's say the states, let's say Biden says you know we're going to become a dictatorship. He takes over somehow, weasels his way to do it like Hitler basically did it, which is fucked. If you read the story, you read it, but like the story behind how he did, literally took over the country, it's yep. wild. So let's say Biden does this, takes over, USA decides to fight Canada. Canada says, no, we're standing for democracy. We're going to go to war. You going to war, yes or no? Well, no, but that's, but the, but the thing is, well, I'm trying to create a, a hypothetical that's, they're still not realistic, but like the US is not coming for Canada. Let's well, actually, let's say they do. You never know. <laughs> let's say Trump wins again. He gets power hungry. He fucking nah, crazy. Nah. If the U.S. is coming for us, I'm out to Greece. Like I'm not, I'd rather do like, like can't fly out. Flights are grounded. I'll swim. <laughs> yeah, bro, now I know. Now I know Maybe. my man's dying. We'll float. We'll float to Greece. My, my man for sure dying. No, 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 no. Topic for talking about Halloween. Yeah, what time we got? We got last last few minutes. We're gonna, up, yeah. Honestly, this one got kind of deep. I actually, that's like I'm not going to work. End the story. I'm not going to work. No, no, no. The U.S. No is coming. Like I'm gonna say, hey, guy. Yeah, I'm mean, hey, on your team. I'm putting yeah. an American hat on. I'm putting my uh, I'm putting you know, a cowboy hat I'm putting, on. I'm putting hey, my. Uh, I'm, I'm just uh, hanging out here waiting for you guys. <laughs> I've been spying for the last 32 years, guys. I got you. <laughs> I've been undercover. As you're wearing a Team Canada shirt. <laughs> yeah, I got my like, U.S. You one are at home. the most patriotic person when it comes to sports. You'd be screwed. The Olympics and everything. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You have a 
jack your you lemon and you brag about. But I have my I have my team Canada my team USA T-shirt. You have rock one. You have team Brazil USA. This exactly. is a thousand team Canada. Brag to us about you. They're gonna listen to the podcast and hear how you bragged about your Nike Canada jacket for seventy bucks. Your little lemon jacket half off. I know. I love it. Or is only team Canada. I love it. Actually, funny enough, I. I don't know if I want to say it. I'll say it off air. Okay. Uh, Halloween. Let's wrap it up on Halloween. Yeah. Guys, uh, these, I love these episodes. Question. Um, did you buy an orange? I got a new band. Did you get it just for Halloween? No. <laughs> Wait, he's going on, to raise it. Hold Does on, it hold match on. Your, your race gear? No. Look, full orange. Halloween. I can't see it's black. Oh, oh damn. Uh, best best oh. costume you guys saw. Well, I guess you guys don't, don't see want, it. I didn't You're see any on social, social media. Danny, There's best one you saw? Okay, Becca, best costume you saw online. And worse, my niece Constance went as Dorothy. Oh, that's so cute. They thought she was Alice in Wonderland at school. <laughs> like how? Wait, well, like other oh, little kids teachers. are saying, like oh, teacher, no, teacher. No. Yeah. Imagine a little so, kid like Alice in Wonderland. So my, so our like, our niece, like she, they send pictures of like the kids at school. It's actually really cool. Like they, they do like photos and all that stuff. Dances you and see, stuff. So your parents can see. She is the only one ever smiling, waving, like like looking up at the kid. She's like. These other kids are like, and she's like, she is like the hat. Well, she's not always the happiest kid, but she is generally like the happiest kid. A funny story: we we uh, it was her birthday on the weekend. Saturday, yeah. She got a she got like a um, uh, a ride on thing. Like her godmother gave it to her, or godparents was really cool. I got to ride it. It's actually pretty sick. <laughs> and uh, at two two hundred and twenty pound weight limit, I just Shut just up. made it. Just made it. <laughs> wiggle car you like sit like this and you like the wheel is attached and you wiggle and it goes it's it's really crazy so anyways she also got like a, a trike scooter like a three-wheel scooter like almost like a regular scooter but like better three balance. wheels she couldn't figure out how to work it at first she's like she would like stand like thrust thrust forward it wouldn't go but then she figured it out when we're leaving we're trying to take a picture with her and they're trying to take she has this like big giant purple helmet on her head looked bigger than mine Trying to get a picture with her. We're taking the thing away. She starts losing it. Losing it. She goes on the floor and just starts whacking her head. Like, take the helmet on. She's like crying. I'm trying to hold her with Becca to take a picture. She's like, she's like crying, banging her head. I'm like, oh my God. It was like, like really cute to watch, but also like I felt so bad taking this thing from her. It's her birthday. She wants to have fun. We're trying Holy to get her to take crap. a picture. Kids are, kids are crazy, man. They're awesome. Um, What's your best costume you saw, Bex? I, uh, I, I don't know if I could pick one, but I, I think in general this year, people went off with the costumes. That's what I'm finding. And I think every year it gets bigger and bigger. But sometimes, you know, not everybody dresses up. This year, everybody did such a good job. I feel and like I have to give it up to the Kardashians. Like they, I fucking knew you were gonna, they you was gonna say that. They crushed it and they crushed it this year and they just... What did they go as? Um, so Kylie, they all do like multiple costumes. costumes Kylie did Bride of Frankenstein. God. And she she did like a whole... But she does editorials with the costume. So she has a billion a dollars. What else know, is she gonna no, do? I'm just saying I really... But those take did a lot of Did she use her work. own makeup brand for her costume? I don't know. Ooh, but these shoots are... It's not easy to put on. There's like people that make these custom costumes for them and it's just for them. It's a whole, it's yeah. like a whole project. It's insane. To, to kind of continue what you're saying, I think that everybody dressed up this year because the last couple of years there was always that like COVID was still lingering. I feel like 
COVID isn't really still lingering as much as the last couple of years. So everybody yeah. dressed up this year. And like the celebrities killed it. I saw so many Pam and um, Pam oh, and Tommy. Lots of uh, so Megan Fox and MGK was the best. A Carson, lot of what? Disney princesses yeah. as well. Uh, Danny, what know. was Kim Kardashian? Did a great job. So I go to Kim Kardashian. I was like, oh my God, look at her costume. I sent it to him. I'm like, she's an avatar. She was Mystique. She wasn't an avatar. From X-Men. Oh. <laughs> but like at first I knew. Mystique, yeah, 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 Mystique, yeah, yeah. It's, um, what's her name? Jennifer Garner. She like Jennifer changes. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Like, Garner. Oops. After first seeing it, I was like, oh my God, cool. Whatever. She's blue. <laughs> like, You guys see the movie Avatar? Yeah. No. Don't like, like it? Avatar. I've never seen it. I love that. The, the Avatar ride at Universal, or sorry, at Disney is the coolest thing in the world. Seven uh, you feel literally the coolest thing in the world? Yeah, uh, top five. Okay. Like Great Wall of China is pretty fucking cool. Um, Great Wall of China is pretty cool. But uh, I went on it. I remember thinking about how amazing I felt like I was in it. It was the only, because it's a big screen and you're in a little, I guess a, a little rider thing, but you're lying down and it's, uh, it's when I guess 4D just came out. You know, I have 3D movies now, 4D with the sound and the yeah, motion yeah. and the f air and stuff. You literally feel like you are in the movie because the, the screen wraps around you. So it's like basically covers all points of view. You don't see anything that's not the screen. The way it motions and then with the water, the air, the the sound, it's just me and my mom skipped the line the second time to go in and do it again last minute. We went in the exit line and then cut in at the last second to go second time because we were out of fast passes. My man, my man snaked a bunch of kids out yeah, of the ride. I just didn't care. Um, Ricky's last year was good. Did you see mine this year? No. Oh, Dwight is here. Yeah. I don't know uh, so I'll show you after. I thought it was pretty good. I got a lot of funny compliments on it. Um, do you know what I actually really like, Danny? And well, I guess you guys know this. the bartenders. All the bartenders at locals only did wrestlers. So like individually, none of their costumes are like I really love. But then when you see them all together, like this is fucking cool. Like great group yeah. costume. Remember guys uh, did that when we were at Western at Barking Frog and they were like jumping off the tables and stuff yeah, like that? These guys I'll were never good too. Because anytime that. you talk to them, like, they were in character too. Yeah. But uh, my favorite is probably Diddy just because apparently he was in character all night too. So he was Diddy. the Joker. P. Diddy? Yeah. So he went as he dressed as the Joker, but apparently like he was out and about all night, like on the streets outside of these clubs, like and full on in character all night. Really? And he looked he looked and sounded good. You know what's funny? Great actually. You said two things that's actually like reminded me of this. So, um when the Joker, the first Batman came out, and and then everyone in the office, like everyone of the Joker, and then the Office did it that year too. And then Kevin, and fucking Kevin's is the worst. <laughs> um, good. I, on that note, I watched the Office again, start to finish, probably like in what the last like month we started. I watched the last episode again the other day. I've watched it start to finish, probably 10, 15 times. It's so, it's just so good. It, I don't understand. It never ever gets boring. I've never you laugh every time. You know the joke. There is still there is nothing in the world that I can like do that often. That like just or watch that often. Like that you don't. You, I can't think I, of anything. I killed my costume. You're gonna like it. I, have to, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I killed it. Damn, my man went as Dwight, eh? No, I went as Jim going as Dwight. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Why do you I, think he's so ugly right now? With yeah. Him? But like I, I was under. Oh, I'll tell the story. You know what's crazy? How Actually, much younger this, Rick looks. Th with no this is beard. a funny story. It actually, so, looks like you have low gray hairs anymore. So either. wait, listen to the story. So I took Ben to Kevin Hart with me, right? Me and Ben went. Ke also, Kevin Hart, live in person, ten out of ten. It was funny. So I, I don't really care for comedy shows. Oh, I was like, the only reason yes. I went because the person who bought my tickets bailed, just went MIA on me. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm not gonna. Let, I'm not selling these tickets for a loss, and I'm. 
I don't, you can't really give them to someone at five o'clock the day of the show. So yeah. I'm like, fuck it, I'll go. So I took Ben with me. You get there, you get, you sit down, you get your drinks. No phones, no nothing, right? They, 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 they put them, them in the yonder bags. When you first come in? Yeah, so everyone gets a bag, you put it in there, and they lock it for you. And then you go through the metal detector. So like, it would, it would be very hard to sneak a phone in. And they said, it's no refunds, no bullshit. You get caught with the phone, you're gone instantly. Instant, and they have people watching you the whole time. That's Anyways, crazy. so you go there, opener comes out, and I wasn't, I was kind of tired. Um, Joy, Joy Mel's, Joy Wells, Joy Wells 5. That was his tagline. It was all on the screen the whole fucking time. So it comes out, and at first I wasn't ready to laugh. I was kind of annoyed. I'm like, I sold these tickets. This fucking dude didn't buy them from me. I'm like, I got to go out. I'm kind of tired. I didn't have a nap. So he slowly gets into it. By the end of it, I'm dying. Like, I'm laughing hysterically. Not even a two minute gap. Next guy comes out. He introduces the next guy. Next guy. Can't remember. Big at big eyes. That's all I remember about him. Big eyes. And he played that into his into his joke. Killed it. Look it up after. I'm curious who they yeah. were. Uh, they're they're on a XM radio every Tuesday and Thursday at six o'clock. Jesus and Merrill? No. Joey Wells was 100. percent Joey Wells five. Yeah, but the next guy. What is his name? Jesus. Jesus uh, and Merrill. Jesus. No, I don't think that was. I heard their name. Um. Anyway, so this guy comes out. 30 minutes show kills it. That point, you are so ready to laugh. Like when you when I watch Kevin Hart sometimes on the TV, I'm like, okay, obviously you laugh. This is funny, but you're not hysterically laughing the, laughing the whole time because you're not prepped for it. Sometimes you have to be in the mood to watch a comedy show. I start to finish, I couldn't stop laughing. Like tears in my my cheeks hurt from laughing. Just my neck. You know when you're smiling, your neck kind of hurts too. Oh, just the whole time. After that, I'm just ready to have the best night ever. I was so ready to go out and get hammered. Like I'm like giggling like. We're laughing, getting back to my concert. I had to shave my beard. I'm giggling the whole time, shaving my beard. Oh, and then you went out as the so I, Yeah, because I didn't want to. Sh- I didn't want to be clean shaven out of Kevin Hart. I didn't want to be in public like this. Like, so I went back home. We had some drinks, had some wine. I shaved my beard, ironed my shirt, fixed my my costume, and I went out. So we stopped off at Marble first off, had a couple of drinks, and we went to locals only, had a couple of drinks. A girl I hooked up with like three months ago, four months ago, <laughs> literally. So I'm with Ben. She says hi to Ben. And I was like, oh, hey. She looks at me. She's like, hey. I was like, oh, like rude. Like no hug, no nothing. Just hey and look, started talking to Ben again. And Ben's like, yo, that's Ricky. She's like, no, no. Ricky who? Ricky. She's like, no, no. I've hooked up with Ricky. It's not Ricky. Come on. I'm right here. I'm right here. It's like, okay, show me a picture of your costume so I can see how what it looks like. So wait. So I got to get a visual so I understand. Keep telling your story, but like while you're looking this so up. So as I'm... Uh, so I'm telling her, and she's like, no, it's not Ricky. And he's like, yeah, it is. And I'm literally standing right here. She's like, literally, I fucked Ricky like four <laughs> months ago. I know what he looks like. That's not him. And I'm literally like, I literally am Ricky. I know what I look like to me. She's like, comes closer. Yeah, that's not Ricky. Get Dude, out I, of here. I kid you not. I that's fucking actually kid you hilarious. not. Um, so this is the costume. Well, what the fuck? When your head was down, you kind of look like him. I killed it. I fucking killed it. People are like, Wait. are you Dwight? I'm like, I'm no, I'm Jim impersonating Dwight. They're like, holy fuck, you're Jim impersonating Dwight. It's good. Dude, that's a good fucking costume. Great costume, man. Eh? I even had a shitty little watch, the glasses. Your hair is almost a, a little too, like, it's almost. Yeah, a, almost. But, but the front, like, it's because the backsides aren't, but the front's pretty yeah, close. Well, I'm not going to cut my hair for this. No, I already shaved. No, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's really yeah, good. Yeah, it was, uh, I have wow. after. Kudos to you. Anyways, yeah. Two I went, good costumes in a row. The sugar babies on the most basic, yeah, but it was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the girl not recognizing me was possibly the highlight of my night. I couldn't believe it. 
when she comes closer to me, looks at me, I'm like, I took off my glasses. She's like, yeah, no, it's not Ricky. That is so far. Did you, did you end up believing in the yeah, end? Yeah. So after she looks at me, she's like, she's like, at one point, like really like in my face, like touching me. And she's like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. And I'm like, ah, Come crazy. on. Wild. So no, like most people I saw didn't recognize me. Damn, man. That's actually very funny. Yeah. That's a great costume. The point of a costume is to not get recognized. Yeah, right? It was, uh, it was really good. And even on that note, I said this to Ollie. I was like, it's so tough to tell who's really good looking on Halloween and like just whose costume is just like really good or really bad. Cause sometimes like you can tell a good costume right off the bat, but sometimes I'm like, I swear you're beautiful, but I can't tell because your costume. I'm like so confused. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> canceled. Fuck it, no, canceled. I'm kidding. It. I'm kidding. This episode got deep. I think we're, yeah. we're all right. We're good. Um. Anyways, we're wrapping up. You what do, what do you guys more? do? What do you guys do for Halloween? Everybody here going swimming. Going to the pool? You're going to get a costume? Yeah. I'm going to be the male Penny Alexiak. I mean, Mike, Michael Phelps. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Phelps for Halloween. Hazard. Danny, what are you doing? Editing this episode. Editing. And Becca and I are going to go make pumpkin pasta. Is it what? Is it what? Fiance oh. night. Pumpkin pasta and a, and a white wine. Becca's going to cook for me. I'm going to sit on the couch Ooh. and... Watch it. Might as well pick a good scary movie. Too. We have probably not watched every scary movie, but I feel like we watched every good one. Watch the one that Marady just said. Uh, no, that's in theaters. Oh. oh, maybe we can. You're right, Danny. Maybe we can rent it. COVID. That's a bad one. Um, yeah, no, we're going to watch a scary movie. Chill out. Yeah. This was a very fun episode. Very. Like, that's whatever. why we got to keep doing this. Yeah, I know. That's why we need the studio. <laughs> Can't get rid of it. The vibes. Anyways. Hey, last time we asked for sponsors, we got one two days later. So let's ask again. Did we? Yep. Oh, we manifested it. Yeah, guys, if you know anybody that's looking to, you know, reach a targeted young audience of working professionals, people in their late 20s, early 30s, hit us up. Toronto-based brands are obviously great. Uh, Hit us up. We've got opportunities. And we love you. And our old sponsors, too. We love you, too. Extra promo here. Yeah. You get more than you pay for with the pals. Because, you know, yeah. it's not like we need it, but, we, you know, we want to help us out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we do it because we want to be good to you guys, yeah. you know? So we give you a little extra, yeah. you know, on our dollar. All right. We spend Anyways. a lot of those. <laughs> Anyways. Signing yeah. off, pals. All right. Happy See Halloween. Ya. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Ooh.